Hello, listener. Uh, welcome to Free to a Good Home. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me this week, as always, mm. is a man who mm-hmm. spent most of his weekend mm-hmm. looking at properties. Yep. It's ben Jenkins. That's terrifying. What do you mean it's terrifying? It's just a very. Uh, I really don't like the kind of ah, oh, adulting is hard trope, but um, but it does become quite frightening. Well, I think for listeners of the show who are so, I've been looking at haunted properties. That's why. <laughs> but for listeners of the show who are worried, this is going to become some sort of adult. Show yeah. where people are grown up. Mm. And people, you know, maybe there are listeners out there who think that adulting is hard. Don't worry, I still live with my parents. Do you, so. know, do you know? Can we just quickly bring in our guest? Mm. You go. Oh well, he's he's known as someone who has done multiple spelling bees with me. Absolutely. Uh, he's, he's, I don't he, think it's unfair to say he's a fan favorite. Absolutely a fan favorite. I'd and, agree with that. And one time I did improv with him, I laughed so hard I cried. It's Mr. Pat Burns. Thank you. I um actually do remember another time that you did improv with me, where I think you threw a cactus into my hands. <laughs> Like an actual cactus? An actual cactus. Like not a cactus of the mind? No, it was an actual cactus. It was maybe the most poorly conceived show um, that I'd ever been a part of. I think it was called something like Extreme Theatre Sports. And you did awful things to us. What? Like awful things. Oh, well, this is... Uh, okay, yes. But I don't think I was actually playing in this show. I was just hosting you, the show. You were just you the, were, you're yeah. the architect. Yes. So you're, you're the coward in many ways. In, in every way. But it, it was sort of like... Because at, at, at our university, theatre sports was like a big thing. Mm. And theatre sports culture was a big thing. It's kind of like we were celebrities on campus. <laughs> <laughs> is there uh, any... Are there three um, sadder words <laughs> than celebrities on campus? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eat your heart out, Hemingway. <laughs> I think no sadder three words is university theatre sports champ. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so many regrets. Uh, uh, yeah, then we, basically, because they spend the whole year doing theatre sports shows at, at the mm. bar. Once a year, we would do a, a, a kind of a an, an adults only show. I don't know, like a late night show. Like a, oh, the gloves are coming off, sort kind of. of yeah, thing. yeah. Um, like like there's a theatre sports. Is that the game. show where you put a bunch of mouse traps on the yes. floor and blindfolded one of the players? I blindfolded Carlo and made him walk across them. Yes, I, I don't. I think the improv element of this show was probably quite lacking in retrospect. Um, wow. But we also uh, there's a game. In theatre sports, called head in a bucket of water. Yeah, where you uh, one character in the scene always has their head in a literal bucket on the stage in water, yeah. so they can't hear what's going on. They come out, of the, and it's all very wet and messy. Yeah. And we did a quote unquote extreme version of that um, called head in a bucket of milk. Which <laughs> oh no! Filled. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> like a thirty litre bucket with just a lot of... It's very wasteful. And as a vegan now, it's it, probably quite bad. <laughs> it's probably, I'm just imagining you like at the vegan at the vegan club and people being like, you know, before I was a vegan, we ordered things we regretted and you're just thinking back to... Tossing the thing over your shoulder, getting a new bottle. So awful. I don't honestly believe there is a vegan club, by the way. Um, yeah, well, there is. And ah. you're not invited. Yep. Um, and and uh, we spilt so much milk on the stage. Yep. Which could have probably been foreseen. <laughs> we had to the 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 people running the bar, uh, mm. which I also worked at, mm. um, were like, oh, um, like the next day they were like, oh, the the the, the bar smells like. Like sour milk is that? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no and, then, and then a week later, they were like, "That's fine." The bar smells like yogurt. And then a week later, they were like, "What's that cheesy smell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a terrible time for all of us. Anyway, why yeah. are we talking about theater sports? I don't remember. Oh, because I said I did a show with Pat one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardy. Yeah. So, um, so just quickly back onto property. Yes. So I've been looking at these houses with my wife Anya, who's very very clever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my wife. My wife. Thank you. Thank you. She. Uh, <laughs> told me that when you're at an open house, you have to be quite disparaging about the property loudly um, as to drive its value down. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where she read this. But like, people are like wandering around this property being like normal about it. Being like, oh, yeah, that's nice. We could actually knock out that wall and put something. And, and he's like, yucko, ducko. <laughs> what a dump. Did she let uh, Bench off the leash to be rude in the house as well? Were you like, oh, well, this is this Well, this is, is absolutely cursed. <laughs> Oof. And I pretended my phone was a ghost reader. And I was like, this baby's going off the charts. Uh, I believe... I don't think I actually went through with this, but I believe mm. when Alex Lee was looking for houses, mm. last week's guest on the show and, and friend of the show, Alex Lee, mm. when she was looking for houses, she wanted me and a few of our dropkick friends mm. to go to a property she was interested in buying yep. and scum it up to scare away the other. My God. Oh. Yeah, she and, and, and like, 
when someone asks you to do that, mm. two thoughts go into your mind. The first is, wow, they think I'm an actor. Yeah. Second, uh, no, this isn't an acting show. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's... maybe they just thought back to your university theatre sports days and yes. remember what a great improviser you were on your toes. Well, I believe that why actually what she... I, I believe the... the the discussion resulted in Alex telling us that there was not much of a stretch uh, uh-huh. for us to yuck up a place. Mm. Yep. Com- combine both and just start hurling cacti at mouse traps on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's too many mouse traps here. Uh, you're a rare treat, Pat, because you. Uh, you don't, you're, not, you're not even from here. Uh, you don't live here. No, I, I don't. I, I live in Port Macquarie. Which... Um, and you're down here uh, just to catch up, but you're doing something quite exciting this afternoon. And, and I must say baffling as well. Yeah, I, I, well, um, no, I'm going to see Nigella Lawson tonight at the Opera House. Um, Is I, she performing opera? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing that happens in the Opera yeah. House. I assume so. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that I, should be a rule. If you're going to perform at the Opera House, you have to do at least one song. L- one little bit of opera. Yeah, one opera. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to see Nigella Lawson. Um, I, I don't know what she's doing. Is it a story show? Is it no, a this show? Was, Is it no, a... this was a Christmas gift, and I, I do like Nigella Lawson, but mm. I... Probably, I, I watch a lot of cooking shows just because I, I like watching people make things because I find it very relaxing. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so I, I, I like that. And, you know, like Nigel is very, you know, sort of, you know, sumptuous. And, you know, she's always talking <laughs> about like, she's always talking about like, like, um, uh, she was talking about something like, it, it oh, she, she was. <laughs> you just went through about six different facial expressions. She's, she's just you know she's very she's very sensual in the kitchen which which I think is off-putting to a number of people and I you know I don't mind it but um, <laughs> but um, no I, I just I just like watching people make things but I, I don't think she's going to be making anything yeah, at the house. so you're just going to watch a talk yeah I, I, I guess but I, I um, have you have you ever seen the Discovery Channel TV show How It's Made yes that is which I think is like hip- one of the best TV shows on at the moment it is what incredible is, what is this show it is just. I, mm. It what's well, just. It's just like. Well, today we're going to find out how like I don't know, uh, chairs are made. <laughs> just looked at a chair. No, um, honestly, I was a, a great improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait. So wait. So, so it's, 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 it is. It is no, mesmerizing. Like, yeah. I think voiceoverless sometimes footage. Of like people like a factory that makes well, it's, oh, it's voiceoverless right. if you just put it on mute, sure. which I often right, right. do. It's um, um yes, it's yes. it's unbelievable. There's a subreddit I describe I subscribe to that has a similar kind of vibe. It's mm. you know how um I think it might be my ASMR. You know what I mean? Do you ever crank it to it? I never crank it to it. No, uh-huh. but thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, um, that's, my, that's my worry with ASMR. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I feel like I'd probably crank it. To We've it talked about I this just, before. Like yeah. I think that you you feel like you are on the precipice of cranking yeah, it, and I yeah. just I just do not I do not want to roll those dice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to know if that's my thing. I can now I have plausible deni- deniability, and I do not want to know. Yeah, I we, I do think you should do an all ASMR pod- version of the podcast. Yeah, just episode of the podcast where you just whisper everything. Okay, welcome to it's Fredo. We've got a. <laughs> Guys, I'm very close to cranking it. Please stop this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we didn't have snack report last week. Didn't we? No, I was going to eat some moisturizer. Oh, you were going to drink some Cetaphil, yes. Um, but uh, well, that didn't end up happening. And there were fucking riots in the streets. <laughs> People were furious. People went to the to the chat window on our other podcast, mm. Dragon Friends, to complain there. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's all, that's what a lot of people in that chat function do anyway. Sure, they just complain anyway. So it's yeah. so so. I decided to pull out all the stops, mm-hmm. um, and I got us um, a summer treat. What, um, you pu- what you've purchased here, uh, Ben, mm. is, is is a flavored is a confectionery flavored ice cream. Yep, a, now, big, a, a tub of ice cream. Uh, the, it's about the, a, it's about a uh, maybe a half pint. Is that for American listeners? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm. Reticent to explain the flavour of this ice cream because mm. it's it's a treat that is um, sort of been in Australia for I don't know probably fifty years or something. It's, it's kind of an are they global or they're just Australian? I don't know. But the the treat is called a red skin. Yeah, which I which obviously is and our American listeners will will be familiar with the controversy around that. Yes, when applied to Native Americans and until like I think I was about like I don't know. Fifteen when yeah. they when they took the the image of a Native American off the off but the I didn't know they'd done that I just today I found out they've taken off the image of a Native American so now it's just called a Redskin Pat I have a spoon for you uh, I have a spoon for me no spoon for Michael Hing yes I don't, um, I don't want to get um, hoisted by the vegan club again uh, it takes me back to the bucket of milk. <laughs> days. So yeah, now can I just say I, I haven't eaten anything today this will be the, <laughs> this will be the first food that passes my lips today. 
Um, it's so, nice. So what? What flavor is it? Raspberry flavored treat? Yeah, very aggressively raspberry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like and you're eating ice cream out of a. Can you give our listeners a bit of a sound on that? Mm. Yeah, that's a very ASMR sort of thing. Mm. Um, I'm just. I'm. I'm going to to eat the ice cream mm-hmm. now. Well, I think there are bits in it. Bits oh yeah, there are bits in it. Like candy, candied uh, raspberry. Um, it's better than I expected. Ah. I yeah. looked at Redskin ice cream and I. I felt a deep concern. Mm-hmm. Is but it interesting? Okay. Is it interesting that they took the image of a Native American caricature off the packaging but kept the name? Sure. I mean, is that not? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not here to review <laughs> the politics of this ice cream. I'm here to review its texture and flavour. Oh, that's that, that's how you and I differ on snacks. Yeah, uh, I exclusively mm. review, review the politics um, of ice cream. I've said this about certain snacks before, but there's a snack, there's a type of snack so sugary. Mm. That I get a headache by smelling it, <laughs> and I feel like that might be if I yeah. if I have any more spoonfuls of this. Do you think that that's your body telling you, Ben, you've had enough? Yeah, I, de- I mean, definitely. And I, I don't I don't think I've ever. Oh, you're saying that, but you're still eating the yeah. ice cream. I've just hit a very rich vein of, of red skin bits. <laughs> Look at that! I've struck gold. There's gold in them heels. <laughs> All right. Well, I so hope- go buy it. Red skin ice cream, <laughs> heartily recommended. Mm. Oh. Two, two of the three people in this podcast have hardly recommended it. Um, mm. I, I would like to uh, hastily, if possible, move on from this segment of the <laughs> show. <laughs> All right, let me take one more bite and then um, you can go. So this is the podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. Um, Pat Burns, yeah. would you please start us off with that one there? Okay, uh, so this is from Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title, Free Boxes of Doritos. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, recently, my son got $100 for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Instead of saving it like a normal person, <laughs> he bought $100 worth of Doritos chip boxes <laughs> to punish him. We are giving them away for free. <laughs> Please call for the address. I don't want people showing up randomly. That's wow. fair if you're giving away uh, $100 worth 100 of People Doritos. will beat a path to your door. Couple of questions. How old do you think this son is? Ooh. I, if you're giving them a hundred dollars, I think they'd be above ten. I don't think you'd give someone under ten a hundred dollars. No. You know what no. I mean? I think that's madness. Yeah. Because I think if you give someone under ten a hundred dollars and they spend it all on Doritos, you can't be mad. No, you should really just be mad at yourself. Yeah. What's what's the what's the age here that like makes it infuriating for this person? Like maybe fourteen? I don't know. I think I think there comes a point though. I, I, I disagree with this entire parenting strategy. Okay. I think if you give someone a hundred dollars, they should be allowed to buy as many Doritos as as they or are as legal, or as few as <laughs> as is legally you know able available to them at a shop. Uh huh. You know? I I agree. Like I don't think it's fair. Once the hundred dollars has been given, it is up to the child how they wish to spend it. Um, they just wanted they wanted the child to save it. This is a real, and, and I think this is just because we were talking about Mary Poppins before we started recording. Naturally. But this is a real Mr. Banks situation. You know how, like, his kid has tuppence and wants to feed the birds with it, and then... Yeah. Do birds eat tuppence? No, he's going <laughs> to... <gonna, laughs> feed the birds, give them tuppence. Uh, you, you exchange... <laughs> I could, like, there was that scene in Mary Poppins where the pigeons are, like, choking on <laughs> coins. <Just> You didn't understand the song. No, you exchange the tuppence for bird seed. Uh-huh. Tuppence a bag. Uh-huh. Tuppence a bag. Uh-huh. Tuppence, tuppence, tuppence a bag. But the kid's like, I want to feed the birds with my tuppence. And Mr. Banks is like, you must put it in the bank. Um, isn't isn't it Mr. Weird? Banks? Yeah, I was just going to say, isn't it weird how his name is Mr. Banks? That's normally determinism for you. Mm. His name isn't Mr. Good Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Non-negligent Dad. <laughs> so then they go to the bank. And the the bank um, sings sings a song to him about um, investing your tuppence wisely. Yeah. Um, and at the end, he's like, "No, I still want to feed the birds," and uh, accidentally causes a run on the banks. So anyway, the point is, I feel like that that this is a, this is a kind of gritty reboot. Isn't it funny how like Mary Poppins really required quite like a sort of you know a more sophisticated understanding yeah. of financial institutions than you would typically yeah. expect to find in a children's film. When I mean, there's no film. runs on banks happening in Up, is there? <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I had to rewatch that recently for work, and the ending is so strange. 
Because basically what happens is... Doesn't he attach balloons to his house and he flies away? Isn't that the ending? Up. Oh, no, no, that's the start. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm talking about Mary Poppins. Oh, right. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> so basically what happens is Mr. Banks, after causing a run on his the Banks, his namesake... Goes well, gets the bank. Did the you bank. know the banks are actually named after the him? Yeah. Him. So you think he'd be higher up? It's not money holes. <laughs> um, he, he just came he, up with the idea. Yeah. He goes to the bank, gets fired by the head of the bank for causing the run on the bank. Yeah. And then he's like, "I don't care. I have two wonderful children." And he's like, "And they told me the most marvelous joke the other day. Would you like to hear it?" And he tells them the joke. And then the mean old head of the bank, who's like 100 years old. And I just discovered yesterday, also played by Dick Van Dyke. Really? That's why he looks so weird. I haven't seen Mary Poppins in so a this long, is, long time. The, the, not only did Mary Poppins give us the word bank, it also launched the career of Eddie Murphy, where you play multiple characters. Yeah, yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, he tells the joke to the man, and the man's like, get out of my office. And then he thinks about the joke for a while. He's like, oh, that's very... F- Actually, that's so funny. And he starts laughing and he floats up to the ceiling because in this world, that's what happens when you laugh. And then the next scene, you find out that that killed him. (laughs) That he died. What? Yeah, and his underlings are like, yes, the old man laughed himself to death. All is forgiven. Come back to the bank. And like, everything's fine. Because he killed the head of the bank. It's a, it's a real uh, it's it's a real Highlander situation. At the bank, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's a really odd film, and I think not a very good one. It's, it's just one bullshit thing after the next. Mm. Everyone always hates on Dick Van Dyke's accent. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I couldn't do a better one, so <laughs> I don't mind it. Well, I, again, like watching it recently, he does do a terrible Cockney, but oh, very a, but bad. accidentally. Quite frequently, he does a really good Australian. Oh. Yeah, it's really odd. Is, 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 there's a scene in that movie as well where Dick Van Dyke, is he plays a one-man band yes, kind of yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Now, do you think they got a stunt double for that, or do you think he tried to learn how to do one-man banding? I just I expect, plays it very well. Oh, really? <laughs> I expect that one-man banding is quite a difficult thing to do. So I was looking for a one-man band for this for this, um, for this this um thing for work, because yeah. we're doing sketch. a kind Mary of Mary Poppins-y sketch. sketch. Yeah. And um, I put the call out to see if anybody had a one-man band in Sydney. And I think we talked about this on podcasts before, that one-man bands of your have been replaced by shitty people with loop pedals. Oh. Like that's what that search term now brings up. Yeah. Like people just with a loop pedal and a microphone, there may be a guitar. Well, to, to be a one man band, you get, you got, what do you got? Minimum requirements. You need a, a bass drum on your back. Yeah. Yep. You need um, honkers on honkers. your feet. <laughs> honkers on your feet. And yeah, uh, you, need, you need a harmonica strapped to your face. Yeah, but yeah. don't you also need a tuba or something to play, or a trombone or something? I think that's making it pretty difficult. Or a trumpet. Well, what's going to give you melody? Oh, okay. Uh, Otherwise, guitar? Or, oh, interesting. Okay. You can get right. melody out of your harmonica too. A band traditionally doesn't have much much in the way of strings in it. Yeah. It's more of an orchestra thing. That's true. How great would it be if you push one of those people down a flight of stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Just the cacophony. Yeah. <laughs> I was we, I was on set the other day. I mean, maybe this happens to me more than you guys, but do you ever do something and then you are, uh, you are actually stunned by the obnoxiousness of it? Uh, no. <laughs> so so sets, sets tend to be quite a quiet place. Mm. Um, and we record, uh, actually we're recording in the very studio that we record in uh, yeah. right now, and it's attached to a car park. And I was not in a scene, and I went outside of the studio into the car park, and everyone's being very quiet, and there was a trombone in the car park for a later scene. Yeah. And I just picked it up yeah. and just started blasting it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was something about next to a quiet set, inside a very echoey car park, just playing a trombone. <laughs> and when the director kind of stuck his head out, it was just, it was so, it was such... It was so egregious that he wasn't even cross. Hey Ben, can you can you stop blasting <laughs> that drop. very loud horn instrument next to our quiet set, please? Oh, you, never, you never hear that kind of story on the Tonight Show when like George Clooney goes on to talk about the pranks he pulls yeah. on set. Oh, George is so funny. One time he blasted a trombone and we lost three days of shooting because he wouldn't stop playing the fucking trombone. <laughs> So do you think this kid's going to grow up okay? I worry for this child. What lesson are they being learned? What, what lesson are they being taught by this? Right? What, what, what do you learn from being from being given $100? Then you take that money, as is your right in a capitalist society, to go and purchase as many Doritos as you want. Yep. Well, and then you bring them home, and then your parents give them away. I think, look, it, it sort of depends. I think that if you're buying a hundred bucks, uh, like, uh, sorry, a box 
mm. boxes of Doritos um, mm. just to consume yourself. I mean, no, that's not that's not particularly good, I suppose. I think though, if he's buying the Doritos in bulk, he could sell the Doritos and make a profit. Oh, like at school? Do you, yeah. ever, do you, ever, you ever have the snack kid at school? But this, but that's my point. I, I agree with Pat, but that is the, not the lesson being learned here because the parents are giving them away for free. So yeah, so he's not even going to get it to eat them. And I, it, or make all his parents like because his, his parents obviously wanted them to save it. Yes, right? yeah, and obviously didn't tell him that. Yeah, because if it was, if they did, they would have said because that's even worse. Mm. They didn't tell him that. They thought he'd they just may be as a- well give nothing. Yeah, they may as well give like two hundred dollars on the next birthday. Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly I right. I hate him. But like, yeah, if I reckon, I reckon he was trying to become the snack kid at school. Yeah, you know, the enterprising kid that knows like a really good like he, might, he his parents might have like a cash and carry. Subscription, mm. so he just goes to and just buys like chips yeah. and sells them at recess. Were you that you did, kid? You didn't have that. Uh, no. Well, I wasn't. I was. I was forbidden from trading my snacks with other kids. Right. No. I was. That's. It's far too sophisticated an operation for me. But mm. like that enterprising kid always end up being like yeah, like future drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do not care for this. Would you guys like another one? Yes, please, yep. Ben. Move oh along. man, this was sent in by Dave. Uh, Dave McCarthy. Thank Two you. in a row, Dave McCarthy. Thank you, Dave. Somebody stop him! <laughs> I'm doing uh, some uh, Jim Carrey from Man on the Moon. Uh, that was from uh, yeah. Do you know what? You know how he's an anti-vaxer. He uh, Jim is Carrey? he, or is he was just married to Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, during that time, I think she he, she was like she influenced influenced him, him. with her womany ways. <laughs> And there was a moment when he tweeted, he tweeted something like, um, oh, if you think it's okay to be injecting mercury into your kids, I guess that's your business or whatever. And somebody just responded with, mercury. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the funniest interactions. Uh, Anyway, this is from Dave McCarthy. Thank you so much, Dave. And it is from a Facebook group in Tennessee. And it is... (laughs) Fresh chicken milk. Oh. Finally got my breast pump modified so we can milk, milk our chickens. Very exciting. Only 10 bucks a gram. That's a lot. I think I, I also a don't 10 think... 10 bucks a gram? Yeah, don't, 10 don't. bucks a gram. Approximately 113 grams per bag. For one for twenty dollars a gram, I can reserve your milk and, ha- and have fresh chicken cheese right in time for the holidays. <gasps> First come, first serves, no holds, will not ship. Chicken milk. And is that... Oh, sorry, I'm just looking here. Is that the, a picture of bags of chicken milk? Yeah. Now, can we just address the question that all of us are kind of currently thinking? Yes. D- do chickens have milk? Well, I, I don't... I mean, I think that's partic- that, That's what it's makes just it... bags of blood. <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't mammals the milk ones? And birds are not mammals... So birds have no milk, right? That's the point of mammals. Mammals do milk. That's why we call them mammals. Is it? Mammals, mammary glands, it's all linked, right? Okay. Oh. I, I, well, look, you're all learning something now. But like lizards don't have milk. How do they feed, the, don't have li- how do they feed the young? They yeah, vomit but, things into their mouth. But what like, if that's milk? Well, I don't think... I, I think you're confusing milk and vomit there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something... This morning about oat milk. It's like, how do they get that? They just squeeze it really hard. Well, that's more like oat. That's, I think oat milk isn't technically a milk. It's more of a juice. Okay. It's like well, almond milk just or wait. soy milk. So just wait. So there are other ways of getting milk than mammary glands. Then. Well, yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's not the... Well, the, 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 is that what's happening with the chicken? <laughs> well, they just oh, squeeze so, they just squeeze. <laughs> it's like how you make almond milk. You're just pressing these chickens through a sieve. <laughs> Through a cloth sieve for, for seven hours. So I feel like this is going to be one where like we get a lot of emails yes, from people being like, you mm. fucking idiots, there's no such thing as chicken milk. I would no. like to distance myself from the existence of chicken milk. Um, but having look at, looked at this, right, it says $10 a gram, approximately 113 grams per bag. That's going to be like, what, $1,130. Thank you for doing the math. Well, well it's just times to about 10. Uh, for a bag of chicken milk. If, if I was to give you $1,000... And you came home and bought chicken milk. I would be if your parents yes. gave you a hundred dollars, gave you a thousand dollars, and you <laughs> bought a bag of chicken, chicken milk. milk. I mean, I would absolutely agree with the parents there, and that yeah, they would give put, away the chicken, give milk away the chicken milk to the bin because that's where it needs to be. We just googling whether chickens have milk, Ben. I was possibly doing that, and it seems like uh, the internet is pretty definitive on this front. In yes. that they do not have... Yeah. Okay, so what is this guy selling then? The chickens have cum. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> how do cloacas work? I, I don't know how cloacas work. I'm sure cloacas have come up on this podcast so many times, and each time they come up, uh, people email us and be like, "You guys have no understanding about how cloaca works." Yeah, but every but I le- I still learn nothing. Somebody uh, had a great point about your brain the other day. Oh no, uh, it, was a, it was a listener. They were like, Michael Hing routinely understands about eighty percent of something quite complicated, but then the other 20% is so disastrously wrong that it kind of cancels out that 80. That's fair, yeah. I've read, I've read a lot of uh, first paragraphs of books. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is this possibly code? Oh, for drugs? Yeah. But what drug? I'm uh, looking at the picture. Well, I... I, I, is, I chicken mil- is chicken milk heroin? Yeah, gotta, gotta get that some of that sweet, sweet chicken milk. That was going to be the next season of The Wire. <laughs> But like Barbara, Barbara this isn't a, this isn't a stock image. Like I don't think this person's taking the piss or no. the chicken milk because like this is he's he's clearly collected something white and put it in bags. Oh, this is like, so white upsetting. and viscous. Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, it's a bag of cum. It's a bag of cum. He's selling packs of cum for a thousand dollars. But each. is this is this maybe his cum? Potentially, is this maybe a scam? For what? What for, for gullible rubes? I think. Even if this is legitimate magical chicken milk, <laughs> it's still a scam. <laughs> I just mean, like, do you reckon it is just targeting people, perhaps like me, who need to Google... Well, I've never had chicken milk before. Yeah, chicken, chicken cheese. That sounds interesting. Chicken cheese. Yeah, all right. I like a chicken egg. I like a chicken thigh. Chicken milk. I hate this so much. Oh, Ugh. my God. Michael Hing, do you have one? Let's move on, shall we? This I found. This one I found in the Sydney Personals uh, Rants and Raves Want a medal? of Craigslist. And I actually found this a while ago, but we haven't, we haven't, we, it's just been sitting in the pile. I found this back in 2016. My God. So it's been wow. sitting around for a while in the pile. The pre-Trump era. <laughs> actually, time. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it reads as follows. Need someone to put this pussy on ice. Uh-huh. Looking for some <laughs> hot and wild sex. No games. I just need someone to put this pussy on ice. <laughs> Must be 23 and older. There's a woman looking for a man. To put this pussy on ice. I, I think it's really interesting because, you know, like, I, I listen to this show and, you know, mm. like, it's it's always a man looking for a woman. Like, you yes. never see yeah. a woman and, looking and, for man. And not for lack of trying to find those ads either. But there's a sec- there's a section in Craigslist called Women Seeking Men. And when you go on that, it's quite polite people who are, who are, who are you know, who are quite normal. Just being like, hi, hey, I need to find a guy. Uh but you really find the craziest in the men looking for women. No, if they're normal, they're not posting on Craigslist Sorry. looking for men. Yes, <laughs> I should say, in, in comparison to the... Uh, to the, to the, the f- yes. fucking wild west of men yes. seeking <laughs> women. But this is this in particular is a... Uh, like, just down the road from this ad, yes. in the same piece of internet real estate, mm. is a man saying, I want you to suspend me over an ant's nest. <laughs> So the mean ants can attack my dick and balls. Yeah. So so th- so this is a, this is a woman looking for a man, and she, uh, yes, needs someone to put this pussy on ice. Now, do we think? I mean, I, I do we think this is code for 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 ice? No, I think this is. No. I, I think this is a this is a um, this is a poor attempt at sexy talk. This is a this is a, this is a sexy talk that I've never heard before. Mm. I can kind of implicitly understand the the meaning of it. Uh, well, no, let's try and decode uh, it. You, um, okay, because uh, it's not literal. They don't mean like. Rub ice cubes on your genitals, no. right? No. But my understanding of putting something or someone on ice... It's killing it, isn't it? Well, I always thought it was like, this detective is out of control. You need, to, you need to rein him in and put him on ice for a while. But when you ice someone, don't you but murder But that's them? not what she's looking for. She's, she's, not, looking she's <laughs> not looking to rein it in. She's looking to rein it out. Please take my pussy's gun and badge. It's out of control. It killed four people by the docks. Maybe... <laughs> like, God damn it, it gets results! It's out of revenge. <laughs> yeah, I am... Yeah, like maybe she's looking for hot and wild sex. Maybe she wants it so wild that she's sort of, you know, like, sort of, she's... Oh, like it's going to be a sporting injury situation. <laughs> so wild yeah, I is I was just sex. trying to find a way to phrase it that wouldn't sound <laughs> awful. Right. Um, but maybe it is literal in that sense that she, she... She wants vigorous sex and like Cristiano Ronaldo after a sporting match, she wants to take an ice bath afterwards kind of thing. Yes. Have yeah. therapeutic massages, that kind so of thing afterwards. So vigorous for the sex because it'll be an Olympic yes, it, kind yes. of level. I mean, look, when you're working with elite athletes, you know, they do things the human body is not meant to do so they cannot sustain yeah. these kind of performances for when more than, say, a decade. With elite you know? fuckleets... <laughs> It's the same situation. 
Fuckleets or athfucks? <laughs> fuck I, I think athfucks sounds, sounds too like much. Slur. <laughs> so, no, it sounds too much like ass fucks. <laughs> Don't you think it's weird how there's no Olympics for sex? Oh, oh very good point, Pat. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah, I, I, I don't You're know. very sex positive. I, I'm. I don't know what she's saying, and I, I, I just won't be able to decipher it. I'm I don't sorry. know what she's saying, but you know what? I wish her all the best. Absolutely. I absolutely hope um, that she finds a 23 year old. Or older. Oh, you know what? It's not a sex Olympics. She specifically says no games. There we go. Oh. <laughs> no games. No opening ceremonies. No one Antonio Samaranch. No lighting of torches. <laughs> uh, Pat, do you have one you'd like to share with the class? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the title is just Peach Eater. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. All right. Greetings. Strange request. But I've <laughs> always wanted to see a large black man eat a peach. <laughs> I've always wanted to see a large black man eat a peach in a pinstriped suit. Would prefer if you were over 230 pounds. What's that? It's like 100 and... Uh, it's about 100 kilos. Okay. Yeah. But not required. Okay. We'll provide the peach. <laughs> but not the as suit. well. Oh. As $10. Oh. <gasps> Ooh. Thanks. And have a good day. Call for Turtle. I assume that's his name, Turtle. <laughs> Unless he is an actual turtle. <laughs> is that the whole ad? That's it. Wow. Um, you know when something... You know when... Uh, without being able to put my finger on mm. how, this feels insanely racist. <laughs> yeah. well, look, like, like, I think, I think maybe, maybe this is like a thing that in Australia we don't have this stereotype, but maybe in America that's a stereotype or something. That the black people eat peaches in a, pin, in a pinstripe suit. Maybe, maybe that's a cat. You know what I mean? Maybe this is like a a, a character. No, she's not asking for you know like <laughs> like like a racist Al Jolson sort well, of. Is, you this know, is what like, I mean. maybe yeah. this is a character from a you television know, show I, from the thirties or something. Or I don't know. I think peaches are definitely having a moment right now. <laughs> Go on. Um, they are. I think fruit, fruit, and sex in general are. You just you just a Nigella head. That's well, your... maybe maybe it's maybe in the in the question segment of Nigella's show, I might I might ask about this. But what do you think the sexiest we fruit had, is? We had well, no, look, I mean, um, we had the release of Call Me by Your Name, which mm-hmm. you know famously included um, Peach fucking in it. <laughs> Did it? I've I've not seen it yet. Yeah, it has a scene where if they fuck a peach, Timothy, yeah, Chalamet, he's there, he's eating peaches on his bed, and then he like. Looks at the peach and then he starts like think like digging his thumb into the peach. Is it erotic or is it disturbing? It's erotic. Oh, okay. It's erotic. Right. And then he's like, then he then he lowers the peach down um, to his groin and and we see him. We, so, it's left to the imagination. Okay. We don't see him fuck so the peach. So why why is he, he actually fuck, fucks, he fucks, fucks the peach? Can I ask this though? Why is this film? Why is this film considered high art? But American Pie exactly. <laughs> is the same plot point. Well, it's considered trash. Well, I guess I'll never know. Man, they they really are doing some interesting things with Raul Dahl's estate, aren't they? Fucking <laughs> 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 <Lucky> hell. <laughs> yeah, um, there was, you know, in, in Girls Trip, they had that grapefruit mm-hmm. um, scene, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Do you think sex and fruit is, is, is on its way back? I think they're a natural combination. I feel like you're skirting around my first question, which is what is the sexiest fruit? Um, well, Ooh. I mean, it, it depends. I think a peach is pretty sexy. A, a peach, peach, does, peach looks is... like a bum. <laughs> Sexy, yes, that's right. A peach looks like a bum, so but it's the, got the that peach emoji is often used yep. by people to mean bums. Least sexy, sexy fruit. Or slug fruit. <laughs> I'm going to say the balls. The, the balls. The balls I'm, are the least sexy. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to say the, the humble lychee. I'm going to say fig. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Mm. Michael Hing, least sexy fruit. Ooh. No, I think grapefruit. I think grapefruit's the least sexy fruit. Because no. it, it, it often smells of sulfur. It makes you piss all weird. I'm what? Not... Does it? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's asparagus, isn't it? Uh, what a combination. Anyway, Asparagus yeah. is definitely the least sexy vegetable. I don't think we need to have any discussion no, about that. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so look, I, I think that it's... I, I'm not judging this person for, for, for wanting to see somebody eat a peach. Mm. It is the strange specification <laughs> of a, that black, right. a large black man in yeah. a pinstripe suit. suit. Um, I mean, do, do fetishes get to that level of specificity? I think for some people they must. I think that yeah, I think they do. I th- I think, uh, but but I think what's interesting here is 
the ten dollar fee. <laughs> That's what I want to kind of. Well, I think it's just enough to be like, well, thanks for your time. Like, it's not, but it's not even like ten bucks is almost like, oh, go, go buy yourself a peach. You know, you know when people like buy a house. Off each other, like, you know, in, into family, and they have to do, like, a token, like, uh, a $1 payment, because you have it, to pay something. Right. Uh, to me, that's what this feels like. Oh, right. Yeah, just like, yeah. because I need for tax purposes to have paid you something for eating this peach, mm. so $10 is the token. This is the token. Amount. I mean, if you are a large black man and you own a pinstripe suit, I mean, it's an easy way to make $10. But what is, is it, though? Because, like... Aren't you worried about all of the... A guy watching you eat a peach no. and... No? <laughs> no, no not at all. Um, no, I'm not. No? If I was a large black man mm. and, and you, I had a pinstripe suit... And I'd a hankering for peaches. No, or I'm, at least no allergy to peach. Yeah. I'm, no. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm ha- I, like, you know, happy, to, happy to serve in that way. I had, I had, a, I had an incident, right, um, in the Queen Victoria building <gasps> in the city. QVB. Yeah, where there was a guy, um, I, I had just come out of the bookstore, mm-hmm. and a guy came up to me. He'd followed me out of the bookstore, and he said, I'm sorry to ask you this, but could you please just pick me up? <laughs> what do you mean? Sorry? He said, could you just hold me and pick me up? And I was like, what? I was like, um, Why? And he's like, it's not, it's not a sexual thing. Well, it definitely is. Then. And I'm like, mm, all right, <laughs> all right, buddy. Um, how, explain, how, explain the erection. How, <laughs> is that an unrelated erection? Uh, uh, how big was he? Um, he was just a, a regular size. He, he wasn't a real little boy. He was like a, he was a regular no, size guy. Yeah. For those who haven't met PB, PB is a what six, like eight. I'm very yeah, tall. Very yeah. very tall man. Big man. So yeah. this guy just kind of asked you to pick him up, and then what did you do? Did you say yes? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> And was he like, thank, thank you so yeah. much? He was like, thank, thank you very much. I was like, yeah, sure. Well, you- happy to help. I mean, I could do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll bet you do. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> Wait, so did you pick him up? Can I ask, do you, were you holding him as though you'd just been married and you're carrying him through, the, the, through the threshold? Or was it yeah. more of a... Like was a, more of a pile yeah, it was like you were holding a koala. Was it a piggyback? What was the situation here? I just... Or did you um, dig your arms under his... <laughs> under his... Under, like, under his, in his arms? And lift him like, like a toddler. Like a toddler. <laughs> and then pop him on your hip? Um, from memory, no, I, I just... I, Hold I, him by I, the neck. I put my arms <laughs> underneath his arms and around, around him... And Is he facing you or facing away? Oh, like this, the Heimlich maneuver. Like... No, he was facing me, though. Oh, so it was like it was like a hug. But it's like a hug like, pickup. Honestly, yeah. we like he asked me to do this in the middle of the QVB. <laughs> like oh, this is this is in the middle of a busy shopping centre <laughs> and quite a fancy shopping centre too. Oh yeah, it's very I would nice. say it's it's New South Wales's fanciest shopping centre. Absolutely, it's well, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not buying that this isn't erotic in some way for you. Like, but even so, he's look, not made more, of stone. <laughs> more like, power but, to I'm you. Like, but it's like, well. I kind of admired just the kind of like audacity to just be like, "Well, could you do this for me, please?" Like this really weird request. Would you say Would, it was assertive? He, <laughs> that, yeah. Did he seem like it, it was? Did he ask you it in the way that you would ask someone for the time or to watch your bag or like when you went to the toilet or something? Was um, it like, "Oh, hey, bud, real quick, um, pick me you, up, pick me up, please." It's it's not a sexual thing. No, he was very no, ner- he was very nervous, right? Because. I mean, if you can pick him up, maybe you could beat him in a fight, you know. Sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely positive I could have beat him in a fight. Can, <laughs> can I say that he could not have actually picked a better person? Like, yeah. I, I think there's... Oh, he was certainly very lucky that it was me <laughs> in that bookstore that day and not some other not, not... cold-hearted, very tall person. I would say literally anyone else on the planet other yeah. than kind-hearted PB. Well, that's why I'm like, well, yep. I, I need a peach for this person <laughs> if they want it. Right here, stand here, eating a peach right there. Okay, great. Was yes, it, no worries. Was there a sense in which you were at all flattered that he asked you? A little bit, yeah. I suppose. I think, I mean, I have said this on the podcast before, but I just like to be part of any conversation that involves, you know what I mean? And if, if someone had come up to me and, I, and asked me to pick them up, I probably I may not have been able to do it, but I would have been, I would have been flattered they would have asked me, you know? Just because they, they decided that they... They thought I was strong enough, or even the, the- possible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that it was even that it was even plausible to them that I could have lifted a, a grown human being off yeah. the ground. Um, Pat, speaking of speaking of your interesting life, uh, you were mentioning before we started recording this that uh, your hometown of Port Macquarie has a bit of a Gumtree scandal happening in it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was Gumtree or if it was an 
if it was another service. Sure. Um, but I, and I'm I think that you've talked about this on the podcast before, but mm. there's been a, a, a sort of interesting court case in the Port Macquarie uh, <gasps> news landscape that's been happening. Um, so. Uh, there was um, a person who posted online that they wanted somebody to remove their testicles. Right. Uh, and this was, I think, like the first step in some sort of gender reassignment. Yes, we did talk about this because because we had we had castration confused. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then um, this guy replied and was like, "Yeah, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. I've got like medical training. I can do this." So they met in a in a motel in Port Macquarie, mm-hmm. um, and he did it. Um, and then later on, like, it was like 10 days later, and he went to the doctor or something like that, and the doctor took a look and was like, handsome cowboys <laughs> down here. Oh, no. <laughs> went straight to the hospital, and then there was, this, there was this big court case about, you know, like, grievous bodily harm. Yeah, can you consent to GBH? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And the, and the judge oh. was like, well, it's a bit strange because it's been done at the request of this person. Um, yeah. But, like, what I find really interesting about it is the person that responded to the ad with being like, yep, I can help you out. I have medical training. The medical training that he had was he had a first aid certificate. (laughs) Which... (laughs) Which... I also have. So I have the same amount of medical training. And did you... And I think he he had a first aid certificate and he had worked for a short time um, at a vet. Not as a vet. (laughs) On the same strip mall as yeah, a vet, but in a video easy next door presumably to a vet, had seen like desexing happen or something like that, you know, and, um, right? And and thought, right, I can give this a crack. Oh yeah. Now was this person just a kind-hearted, like, oh, this person wants me to do something? I, I think, think I can that probably do it. Was like me, just like with the with the like lifting with the up the lifting. Of the guy, just like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's Early a little bit more hubris involved there, yeah. just being like. Well, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, that would be the same as if the guy was like, hey, would you mind picking me up? And you were like, sure. And just tore his head from his body <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the QVB. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you, you said as well that you had a first aid certificate. If you'd seen this ad on Craigslist or Gumtree or, or Facebook or whatever, would you have thought like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I could give this a crack? <laughs> Um, no. Because you seem wiser than that, Pat Burns. I, I certainly am, but I'm a little bit worried that the only reason that would stop me is that I'm a, a bit icky about, you know... That like is the only reason. Thing. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if I had a stronger stomach, I might I might have been <laughs> the one. You know, and there but for the grace of God go I, you know. So is the is the... Is this one of those situations where the, the person who had the procedure doesn't mm. want to press charges? Yes, or, I, believe, I right. believe so. And so the guy is like... The um, the guy that did the sort of surgery. castration, the mm. surgery, um, has been like let off. And really, the, yeah, the judge was just like, just don't do it again. <laughs> now, what have we learned from this? <laughs> Working at a vet is not the same as being before <laughs> medical procedures. Thinking of all the stuff that I learned when I got my first aid certificate, and like, it does not get you even close. To being able to do this. So what are we learning in first aid certificate? We're looking how to how to. You learn a bit about bleeding. Do you learn CPR at all? Yeah, you, you learn you learn CPR, which is useless in this case. Mm, yep. Um, you learn. I, I think probably his thinking would have been, oh, I know how to stop bleeding before an ambulance comes, like with a tourniquet or whatever. Oh. Um. But where, where, where would you wrap the tourniquet around that area? Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you, he, would, he would he would have no fucking idea. Yeah. Um, oh. you, you, you certainly don't learn how to do stitches or close a wound. It's it's called first aid because it's the first thing you do before you take someone to hospital. Before somebody does the proper thing, it's literally just keeping people alive. I'd um I'd love to do like an underbelly tour of Port Macquarie on a tour bus, and like that motel room be one of the stops. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I was, do you think there's enough content? Um, I'm going to have to go digging. <laughs> if I went to Port Macquarie, I would probably, I would probably want to go visit that place. Yeah. I would absolutely pay money to go and see where this procedure happened. No, it's it's a good story. Um, anyway, so that was cool. Um, I was actually in the background of a news report on um, <laughs> this story by accident. By accident, or were you scoping out for your tour? <laughs> no, I, it, was, it was one of. I, I was doing an early morning walk. Um, mm-hmm. Down by the beach, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or d- down by the town green, and, and the police station is, is right there. And they had some people out, and they were talking about it. And I just sort of like 
sidled up like what's going on here like i wanted to know what they were all talking about and it's like it was about the testicle guy oh so the camera's there just wave hi to mum and dad mm. um now- well, thank you for that special report pat <laughs> thank you hey ben do you want to take us home yeah i do guys this was sent in by Phoebe Goodwin on Facebook. Thank you so much, Phoebe. Regular on the show. Thank you, Phoebe. Uh, I, I like to end on an uplifting note. Um, and this feels like, you know that P.T. Barnum um, uplifting musical? where it kind of Yeah, about the guy that exploited a yeah. whole heap of people with disabilities. Yeah. And instead you know, it like... paints him as someone who taught everyone to believe in themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this I could... think that's, that's a misstep from Hugh Jackman, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this could well be a lyric from the, the, one of those songs. Sparkly rat, beautiful in brackets, to someone. Uh, and, uh, that th- is the name of the song that Zendaya sings in the, <laughs> in the, in the movie. So uh, there's a picture of what is a, looks to be a taxidermied rat on, on some sort of table. Mm-hmm. And uh, the copy reads thusly, uh, <laughs> This stuffed sparkly rat is huge and cuddly. Someone will love him. Fur coat sparkles. Never cuddled. Well... N- Near new, excellent condition. Text to mobile only. That's Ugh. the whole ad. Near new, there are, yeah. Been so there are no like. This isn't a very fabulous gay rat, you know, with like mm. sequins and sparkles. It's just a rat. Yeah, it's just. It's. I mean, like, do we do we think it's just a plush toy, or do we think it, it's a taxidermy? I think it's a taxidermy rat. Well, which raises an interesting question, doesn't no, it? No, it's not. It's definitely a plush toy. Oh, is it? Mm. There's Look at that tail. The tail's not real, but but often like what happens with with shitty taxidermy because we come across a lot of shitty taxidermy on this podcast is that they'll add like they won't know how to do the tail, so they'll add a bit of string or mm. whatever. Because if it is taxidermy, that raises an interesting like almost philosophical question: Can you say that taxidermy is brand new? No, well, it's near. I, th- I think it becomes. Well, they've near wisely new. put condition used. <laughs> Never cuddled. Well, I just don't care for this. This I'm not the someone in the brackets. The Becky no, Lucas might be. Becky Lucas is a big I'm, fan of rats. Oh, look, she is, yeah. Just wait. No. This has to be a fake rat. Look at the perspective. That rat is too large on that table. Oh, that's a very good point. Oh, um, yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a bottle of Gatorade in the background and an Elvis bobblehead. Yeah. So this, this rat looks bigger than a bottle of Gatorade, which okay. is... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just for my own sanity going to suggest that it's not real. That's fair. Because if someone could catch and stuff that rat, I'm not into it. <laughs> or reanimate I, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if they had, if they had caught and killed and stuffed a fabulous gay rat, <laughs> that would be quite, that would be quite a fine. I'm very <laughs> curious as to the sparkle element of this, or is it, if yeah, it says never cuddle, which makes me think that they probably bought it for their kid and even like a toddler that mm. will fucking like cuddle like a a, a, a blanket, <laughs> whatever. Was like, what are you? Are you kidding me? This is this will comfort you during your sleep terrace. Yeah, then, no, mother, it's a terrifying rat. Because like, oh, maybe we're reading the title rather than being this like kind of wonderful P.T. Barnum esque affirmation. Mm. It's a bit passive aggressive. Oh, like it's beautiful in brackets to someone. Yeah, not you, Lucinda. Yep, here's a hundred dollars. <laughs> Why was Lucinda the first name that you went to there? I was going to say Lucy, and then I wanted to be more formal. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Did A little guys... insight into Michael Hing's mind. Did you guys have any um, like beloved stuffed toys that you had to be weaned off? Um, I did. I had a a um a teddy bear called Slugger, who was Slugger, a, a baseball thing bought for me, I think, in New York. Um, but this has sort of rem- reminded me. My sister had um. Do you remember Build a Bear as a as yeah. a big phenomenon? Mm. I think it still exists. It does, mm. yeah. Um, so my sister had a Build-A-Bear and, you know, one of the things with Build-A-Bear is that you, like, make a, a personal wish and you put it inside the bear. Oh, do you? Yeah. Um, which is all very lovely. Um, and then my mum sold the Build-A-Bear bear to some random guy in a garage sale. What? And devastated my sister. Um, Wait, your sister was still a child? Um, she was probably she was probably in, no she was in her teens I'd say still. Um, but I remember I was at the garage sale and the guy that was um, buying all these like stuffed toys was definitely a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> like definitely. <laughs> and um, when I told my sister this, she was just. Devastated. Why did you tell your sister this? <laughs> this? She's like, so my build a bear with my my special wish is now a pedophile's house. <laughs> this is the one thing we didn't want to have happen. <laughs> Why did you tell her? 
Uh, I've got some good news uh, and I've got some bad news. Actually, I've got some bad news and then some much worse news. Your beloved childhood toy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With your personal message inside, that has been sold for very little money. Oh. Oh, oh do I get to keep the $6? No, uh, no. Oh, absolutely no. not. No. Uh, the Mother pers- has spent it on Doritos. <laughs> the person it was sold to was a pedophile and this was to teach you a lesson of some kind. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh well, this has that, been a delight. That that was a, what a what a finish. What, what a an finish! End. I what thought we were st- I thought we were ending on a nice uplifting one. No, oh, how wrong I goodness. was. Um, yeah. I, I just I've really enjoyed sitting here watching the red skin ice cream just slowly melt. Yeah, it's now like a mush. Oh, that- m- like an ice cream soup kind of. I have found that very stressful because you and I, you and I have the same thing where we like watching stuff getting made. Yeah, watching something melt is the opposite yeah, of that. It's, it makes it's, me very very anxious. I don't believe there's a fridge here, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, well, that has brought us to the end of uh, this podo for today. But we have a couple of things to plug yep. coming up. Uh, coming up very very soon, we're going to have the the season launch. Of our new season of Dragon Friends oh in my Sydney, God, yeah, um, which is very exciting. I think I think Ben, you've been hard at work watching Dave write or helping write that. Yeah, I've been watching him write it. It's good. It's uh, it's very calming to watch mm-hmm. him work. Um, and, um, all, and also, oh, friend of the podcast Demi Lardner, yes. is going to be a guest. Yeah, so which I'm really looking forward. to If it. you enjoyed that episode that Ben described as very itchy, yep, uh, <laughs> please come along to that. It's going to be in Sydney in Giant Dwarf. Look at the uh, Dragon Friends Facebook page for details. Mm. Um, we're also going to be doing live shows of Dragon Friends in Melbourne this year for the Comedy Festival. I completely forgot about that. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, we should need yeah. to organise fights and stuff for that. And yes. I'll be down at the Comedy Festival as well uh, doing my stand-up show this year, which I didn't do last year, but it's a new show. Um, so come and watch that. I festival. will not. Yeah. And um, I'm a school teacher, so I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> um, just like to say thank you, um, everyone listening to this. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. <laughs> um, That's the most selfless plug we've ever had. Yeah, but 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 I know how Pat's mind works. He's he's working on he's working on some scathing thing to write the comment section now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael Hing was so rude. <laughs> he didn't even think that's great. Uh, until next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, if you like Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.